Hello everyone and welcome to Behind the Artist. My name is Alexei, I'm your host, and today I'm going to be interviewing Carlos. He is a photographer and musician based in California. How are you doing today, Carlos? I'm doing good, how about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. So I have a question for you. Do you yeah. prefer waffles or pancakes more? Crepes. I hate that debate. Mina. This is not an option. <laughs> You just. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Arista or Arist. I don't know. I never know how to pronounce the dude's name. I gotta ask him how to do that. But uh, whenever <laughs> he brings up that question on like my timeline for Twitter, at least it's uh, it's just such a back and forth between me and him. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Just, like great. Yep. Yeah. I just, I just love playing that card because like it could be a breakfast food. Yeah. Okay, so you make. A lot of music how did you kind of get into that scene um so my sister was a violinist she's three years older than me um i remember being five years old and watching her practice her violin and practice piano for a little bit and i when i was like a kid up till i was like nine ten years old i think that's when i stopped copying everything she did but oh when gosh. i was a child i really didn't have anyone else to be around because i didn't grow up in the best of neighborhoods so I couldn't really go outside and hang out with friends outside of my house or like my apartment complex that we were living in because I just I just couldn't. It was just too dangerous to be outside and and live life. So I was always hanging out with my sister and I always go with her to like her lessons and all that kind of stuff. So I, I started getting into music. Um, by the time I was seven years old, I already was taking piano lessons and vocal lessons because it kind of goes hand in hand. And when I was nine, that's when I started learning how to play percussion instruments or drums um and i started learning a little bit guitar and by the time i was 10 we couldn't really afford it anymore because it was kind of my fault because i was in music i was in <laughs> martial arts and i was in soccer or football if you're from britain doing it all wanna... yeah like i was i was in a whole bunch of things i was, I was also like dabbling in rugby but i figured rugby okay. was a bit yeah, rugby was like a bit too violent for me because considering I was on a team full of Polynesians and I was the only non-Polynesian kid on that team, so it was it was very hurtful. Um, so like we just couldn't afford to put everybody in, uh, put the, me and my sister in, like all these acti activities because we were doing the same thing. So I kind of just dropped everything except for soccer and uh, and music, and yeah, it, I've just been going with it ever since. Um, I don't play soccer anymore as much. Um, I play occasionally, but music is pretty much my livelihood at this point. So I've been doing it since I was like seven. Yeah, it's been, I've been doing it for 14 years now. Wait, it's so that would make you 21? Yep. Mark? I turned 22 in October. Hey, I turn 20 in October. Are you 2002, baby? I am. I'm kind of young. I feel like a lot of people think I'm a lot older than I am. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm 19. Yeah, I, th I thought you were my age. Everyone thinks that, and I just let them. Yeah, as long as I don't think you're, like, too much older. It would be different if I was like, oh, you, I thought you were 25. You know, that would be kind of disrespectful. That would be kind of insulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for your music, and you also do photography, where do you, like, derive inspiration for both of those things? Music-wise, growing up, I would always go to, like, Goodwills and pick up, like, 25-cent vinyls. And uh, coincidentally, all those records that I would pick up were jazz records. So a lot of my, a lot of the beats that I put out 
a lot of the music that I've made is very jazz influenced. Um, more specifically, Roy Eldridge. He is my favorite jazz trumpet player. Um, he was the first record that I ever bought as a kid. I still have it to this day. That I that, love that was he's he like he's the main inspiration for the music wise. Um, art wise, like visual art, photography, painting, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Basquiat, Basquiat, and Van Gogh. Those two have always been my favorite. They've always been inspirations for me. And I think they're two of the greatest to ever do it. And I don't care what anybody else says. Wait, did you, do you paint? I didn't know this. Yeah, uh, I just posted a couple pictures. I'd, I've never really been public about it. That's how I make most of my money, though. Oh my goodness, I literally didn't know this. Yeah, no, I'm not very public about it. I've never been too confident in it because I do, like, new expressionism, Boscot type stuff. So now people find that very artistical because they are mean people. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just went and looked. I was like, I have to see this. No, this is cool. I really like the second one you posted. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that you I can see the boss cut influence. Yeah, for sure. I did not yeah. know you painted. This is like a new, <laughs> a new thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> you do it all. That's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, I just have too much going on in my brain, you know? I, I feel that head. so hard. I was like, you know what I should do on top of being a full-time student, working a part-time job, doing photography and all this other stuff? I should start a podcast. <laughs> that was me. And yeah. so that's what I'm doing instead of homework right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I really, when I started posting my music, I was really contemplating it because I was like, do I really want to keep up with that on top of, at the time right. I was going to school and working a job? and trying to pursue photography and trying to pursue painting i was like do i really want to do that too and i thought about it, i was like yeah screw it let's do it yes i'm glad you did i your music is very like calming like every time i've listened to it i'm just like yeah this is like this is the vibe <laughs> i try yeah my uh my favorite lo-fi artist her name is evie and she is very like it's a very calming type of uh, type of lo-fi and that's what i try to emulate at least when it comes to that kind of stuff but um you know she's inspiration for that kind of stuff right so you've driven inspiration from jazz and then evie and kind of like i guess mesh those two together a little bit yeah very much um i i, I love like the lo-fi jazzy type beats so yeah. that's that's why i try to stick with i i don't know i i've tried sampling other stuff but I just couldn't, I can't wrap my head around it. I do eventually <laughs> want to start doing house music and drum and bass because I'm a drummer. So I can just record my own drums for that kind of stuff and go crazy. But for the most part, I just, I'm very comfortable. I'm in my pocket when it comes to lo-fi kind of stuff. So I think that's yeah. what I'm going to stick with. So uh, what's your like favorite song that you've made so far? That I've made? On my fourth album, there is a song called 328. It's kind of like a play on to one of my favorite songs uh, called 327 by West Side Gun. It features Tyler the Creator and Joey Badass. It's probably one of my favorite beats I've ever listened to as far as beats. And I found the sample, so I flipped that and I'm going to put that on my next album. 328 is kind of like a play on to that uh, 327 track. And the sample for it was very fun to, to find. I just I really enjoyed making that one. That's a live drum track, so I record all the drums for that, even though it seems very symmetrical. Oh, that's so cool. I think that's one of my favorite ones I've ever made. It was just it was just a very like cool thing for me at least to do as my own like personal 
inside joke for myself as a play on top <laughs> of my favorite songs. I'm guessing for most of your music, you kind of make your own like album art because like you're a photographer. So how did you get like into yeah. photography? I was like 16 and my mom had a, uh, she had one of those super zoom Nikon cool pics that you can buy at like Target. <laughs> and I started like taking that around with me because I didn't have my own camera. I didn't, that was the camera that we had. I didn't want to use my phone because I wanted better quality. I knew that was better quality than the phone that I had because I had an Android at the time. Um, and not a bag on Androids, but like when you post Android camera pictures, they are <laughs> the best of quality. So I just started using that around. My mom saw it and she saw the pictures I was taking. It was only landscapes because I didn't know how to take pictures of people. I w- it was like I was barely starting out. My mom bought me a camera. She bought me a A6000, a Sony A6000 as my first camera. And I would take that around and I would just start taking street. I guess it was like street photos because I would take it around San Francisco. I'll just start shooting whatever I could see. Yeah, I was just I was just doing that kind of stuff for a while. And that's how I really got into it. I eventually started doing mess around shoots with my friends because they wanted to be models or they wanted to get into art and they wanted to get into fashion or whatever. And so I was like, we would just mess around because they'd have to pay me. I didn't know how what I was doing. So I was figuring out what I really wanted to do. Right. And that pretty much just kickstarted. By the time I was 17, I realized my inspirations in a sense of Van Gogh and Basquiat were the big inspirations. So any landscape that I started taking, I wanted to look like a Van Gogh picture. I wanted to look like a Monet picture. I really just wanted it to look like what they painted and then I figured out how to start working on models and how to start working with my friends who want to be models and I started doing portraiture with that kind of stuff and here we are years later and I, I figured out my style well, that's it's really cool to me how like your painting and your photography kind of like comes from the same sort of inspiration it's all visual art in the end and I think that's kind of my lane of when it comes to visual art, just have the same yeah. inspirations to try to do like the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I guess what you would find aesthetically pleasing in one medium, you would find in another. So that makes sense. Are there any like specific roadblocks you've faced as a photographer in the industry, either when you began or recently that you've had to overcome and how have you done that? Um... I definitely want to get into fashion photography and with that kind of stuff, there's a lot of roadblocks. You have to have the right connections. You have to right. talk to the right people. You have to know the right um, like events to go to and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's definitely a major roadblock I haven't overcame. And eventually I'll figure it out. But I think that's going to be the biggest roadblock that I'm ever going to face because I definitely want to break into that industry. And I'm building a portfolio to do that. So we'll see how that goes. But the biggest roadblock I faced early on in my career was definitely trying to find my style. That's a big roadblock for any artist in any type of medium, any type of medium, any type of industry, whatever you want to do. That's the that's the roadblock you got to go through in order to figure that out. I think you just got to shoot whatever. If you're a photographer, you just have to shoot whatever you have to take pictures of whatever. You know, when you're out in a big city, take some street photos. See if you like that when you're in a national park take some landscapes see if you like that uh if you wanted a portraiture 
hit up a friend that you think might look good in an outfit and have the model for you and see if you like that. Take some pictures of some skaters at like a skate park and see if you like doing that. Like take some sports photos, whatever. Like just just go through what you have to go through to figure out your style. And that's a, definitely a major roadblock for anybody. It took me a while to figure out what I really wanted to do, what kind of photos I really wanted to do. Um, it took me a while to figure out what kind of paintings I really wanted to do. It took me a while to figure out what kind of music I really wanted to make. And I figured it out. So I, I'm that I, that's like, that's definitely the biggest roadblock that anyone will ever actually face in my opinion. Um, and you just have to overcome it with just trying out a bunch of things. If you don't try out all these different art mediums, if you don't try out all these different styles, you really won't know what you want to get into until you figure it out. And you have to really just try everything and anything under the sun. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I feel like some people are too scared to like start getting into certain mediums or like certain kinds of photography or certain kinds of art. And that kind of holds them back from like what they're actually yeah. good at or want to do. Yeah, if you aren't willing to take risks, you're in the wrong industry. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> That's so. I was talking to um one of my friends the other day, and it's the same thing with money. If you aren't willing to take risks, if you aren't willing to go broke, if you aren't willing to try different things, you're in the wrong industry. Because with art, and especially being an artist, I've gone through the ringer. I have, I had a year where I made almost $300,000 and now I I think this year I've only made like 20k on the year so far it's like you you kind of have to go through the ringer with this kind of stuff um I've had years where I've only made 5k I've had years where I've only made $7,000 like you just have to go through it you have to this is the industry where you take risks if you aren't willing to take risks you you ain't gonna do anything you know you aren't gonna be able to pursue what you want to pursue you aren't gonna be able to be successful because that's what this is this isn't a oh you have a degree okay you're solidified type industry this is oh you have a degree all right cool you get more opportunities but you aren't gonna be as successful you know you're not becoming an attorney you're not becoming a lawyer you're not becoming a doctor or a teacher you don't have any guarantee in this industry this is a risky industry to get into that's very true i think like the biggest thing for like younger artists is like you just like have to just go for it like just work with what you have and if you want to do something find a way to do it and uh, because otherwise it you're just never going to get there like if you don't actually just start doing it like the opportunities probably most likely aren't just gonna fall into your lap without you like chasing after them constantly oh yeah 100 percent with this, uh, especially if you're a younger artist, you have more time than everyone else. I'm 21 right. years old, and when I was 19, I was living in San Francisco off of art money. And San Francisco isn't cheap. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, if, if you take risks, you can do it. You just got to take risks. You have to push yourself to do it. And if you're a younger artist, I understand your concern. You might not want to do that. But think about the older artists. They've done it. And they're successful. They're, that's the reason why they're still an artist. They're not like a run. They don't like own like a, a CEO of this company, or they're not like running a manager of like a grocery shop or some shit. They they took the risks and they became successful. That's like that's what you got to do with this kind of shit. What do you think would be besides just 
going at every opportunity that comes your way or finding every opportunity, what do you think younger artists should know about the industry? There's a lot of things younger artists should know. (laughs) (laughs) The industry isn't nice. Uh, Especially if you're a young and experienced person, they ain't going to be nice to you. You got to like, you got to build a portfolio. You got to, you got to build connections. That's how you get into um, successful situations. You got to know people. The industry now is built off of who you know. It's no longer how talented you are. For me personally, I'm a person of color. So I know that if you are a person of color in this industry, you're going to get turned down a lot more than someone who isn't a person of color. Um, That's definitely a thing. Don't take that to heart. For some reason, that's just how this industry is built. Claw your way through everything. A lot of people think like artists are friendly because we're other artists. Yeah, some artists are friendly and they're willing to help you. Other artists just want to see you get thrown out the bucket. They want to see you fail. <laughs> yeah, they, they're willing to do anything to make sure you fail and they get that opportunity. Um, it's definitely a doggy dog type of world. So don't take negativity to heart. Take it with a grain of salt because that's just how this is built. I personally, I grew up in an area where it wasn't too positive at all. So negativity doesn't affect me that much. Learn how to do that. Learn how to constantly have a chip on your shoulder, have something to prove. But at the same time, if you can't prove it, don't take that to heart. Just take that as a motivational inspiration aspect. Use that to push yourself even further. That's how this industry is. Um, You're going to get turned down a lot. You're going to get a lot of no's you're gonna get a lot of opportunities taken away from you or not coming your way at all and that's just how it is just go all in on every single opportunity you get even if it's like a small like little oh this family wants to book me for their like anniversary or something make sure those are the best photos ever because you never know what that can lead you you know if you got a commission right make sure it's the best commission you'll ever do because you never know what that will lead you make sure every single opportunity you get you put your full heart and soul into it. It's going to get tiring. You're going to get burnt out. But that just happens. That You're human. Just do everything you can with every single ounce of your soul put into it. That's honestly like pretty good advice because I think a lot of people get really discouraged really easily and start sort of like half-assing their work a little bit because they're like, well, it doesn't really matter. But I mean, in the end, it's not really an industry where you're going to make a lot of money. You can be successful. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But that's no. not the point. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. This uh this industry like a lot of people think you can become financially successful as an artist. If you're doing art for <laughs> the money, you're doing it for the wrong reason because you're not guaranteed shit. You know, this isn't a this isn't <laughs> the type of industry where you'll make you'll guarantee 30k, 20k on the year. Like, nah, that's that's not what happens with this. Like you are you aren't becoming a lawyer, you aren't becoming a, a doctor. You know, you're not going to make a lot of money. I feel like that should be very much known. Like starting off, you're not going to make shit. Oh, eventually you're going to lose you'll money. <laughs> oh, 100%. You're going to lose money starting out. It's so expensive, just art in general, just to create oh, 100%. anything. You got to make an investment to get that money back. Yeah, I think a lot of people, <laughs> especially like recently, have kind of come into art for like the wrong reasons. And oh, yeah. I don't think they realize how draining it will get very, very, very fast if you're not doing it solely to create art and hopefully be able to monetize it because it'd be wonderful if you could make money off of what you love. But that's just that's just not the point. I think it's one of the bad things, like, not again on this topic, but, like, NFTs. 
I wasn't gonna say it, but I was <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> I was gonna be the one to say it, but yeah. If you get into that, yeah, cool. All right, I I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna like diss it because I have NFTs posted and I don't promote it. But if it if I make money off it, cool, that's dope. I make a quick like a couple hundred. But a lot of people see the success stories and they don't see the failures because I know a lot of people, a lot of people who had complete absolute failure with nfts they didn't make anything they probably lost money with like minting on like stuff like foundation where you got paid a mint versus people who have i I maybe know like three four people personally that i've talked to that i'm friends with nothing that i've seen like on my timeline on instagram or twitter or tiktok like people i have their phone number type of thing where they've made a whole lot of money and they're set they're stable they're okay. That's the biggest problem with that kind of stuff because people see NFTs, they only see the success stories, and they're like, "Oh, cool! I can get an art, and I can make a couple hundred thousand, and I'm good." <laughs> no, that's not how that stuff works. I wish <laughs> that's the a complete opposite. Because if that was true, I would be a millionaire by now. You know what I mean? You know, me and Nawash were just talking about this when I interviewed him. Like, a lot of people are just kind of see it and they're like, oh, maybe I should, like, start creating art because I want to get into, like, selling NFTs. It's like, no, actually, you should get into art because you love it. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah, it's not even necessarily stuff like that. Like, um, there's this, I don't know what the things, uh, this is called, like, Creating Anna. And I guess there's this chick who, her name is, like, Anna Delevingne or some shit. And she faked her identity. She got into like the elitism of art where people they bought like it's like it's kinda of like stuff like Christie's where they auction off art for millions and millions of dollars. And she got into that, but like more private than Christie's. I like I, there's a problem with that kind of stuff because not everybody can do that. Not everybody can can get there. And if you're promoting something like that, you're gonna get people the wrong idea about art. Because there's already enough people in art doing it for the art. But if you mix in people who are doing it just solely for the money that's definitely watering down the market and not a lot of people even then are gonna get successful because now you're adding a lot more people onto the people who are already just doing it for the love of it you know what i mean right yeah that's definitely very true it's like becoming very i think oversaturated that's why it's so hard is because first of all you have to know how to market yourself very well <laughs> to be successful yeah. as an artist. It's like we have to do everything, and it's literally exhausting. Yeah, especially if like you're a small town artist, like you're gonna get a lot less success than a, someone who's from a major city. I think it's probably a lot easier, or at least just a different kind of scene to be. I guess in like LA, VS you know a small town or honestly even kind of so i live in houston it's there's not a huge art scene here i mean there kind of is and i i live sort of in the middle of it but not as much as like some other cities yeah i it's the for me at least i got lucky living in california being born and raised here you're just surrounded by art no matter where you go to i've been to like small towns in the middle of the sierra nevada even they got statues and shit <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely a thing like over here it's a part of the culture yeah it's art's part of the culture it's part of who we are whether people want to believe it or not that's up to them <laughs> but art art's who we are is definitely on the west coast so i got lucky and especially the major cities like san francisco los angeles san diego uh oakland anywhere in the major city areas 
you're going to find people who are massively successful. I currently live in a town called Modesto. The only person, even like in this city, I'm in the Central Valley, California. I'm smack dab in the middle of California, literally. If you look at where Modesto is geographically in California, I'm in the middle of everything. <laughs> and this is not a big city. We got maybe 10,000 people living here, which for California, as far as cities go, not that big. And in the smaller side of the city, we have George Lucas, who was born and raised. He made a movie about Modesto called American Graffiti. This dude made Star Wars, and he's from here, the middle of California. That's how crazy it is here. The West Coast is blessed with artists. You can be from anywhere. You probably have someone famous from there, and that's the crazy thing. But even from here in this area, you're not going to be successful as an artist. You have to move to a major city. I lived in Oakland for most of my life. I moved to this area when I was about 12. I moved out when I was 17. I'm back for a bit because of the pandemic and I couldn't afford rent out in the Bay Area because no one was buying art. I was only making money from art, but I plan to go back later this year. You kind of just have to go to the big cities to make money, especially in the West Coast, especially in the East Coast. You just have to find the, the market and most of the time the market is in those big cities, not in the smaller cities, not in the smaller towns. Which kind of sucks, considering that I wish every artist could make a living off their art, but right. that's just how it is, and that's just really how it is. It's a doggy dog type of world. I feel like you've given a lot of really interesting insight, and I'm definitely going to be thinking about, like, all evening. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Okay, thank you, everyone, for listening to Behind the Artist. I will be back next week with another wonderful artist, just like Carlos, who is just trying to make it in this industry. Have a wonderful day, evening, morning, wherever you are. Bye. See ya.